Welcome to Rowdy's Gun Podcast. It's a podcast about guns. Brought to you by SweatSprings.com. Here's Rowdy. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, This is our first podcast. We're pretty excited about it. Sean, got a question for you. Yes. Producer Sean, uh, have you ever been pulled over? A few times. Yeah? How, How was it when you got pulled? I don't want to know your, like... Weird details that are involved with that, but oh, come uh, on, the weird details make the stories fun and interesting. <laughs> they do, but uh, I don't know what you're going to say, so it makes me a little <laughs> nervous. So, uh, were you nervous when you got pulled over? I am nervous when I know that I've done something wrong. What about when you haven't done anything wrong? Is there still a little hint of? I'm a little indignant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I got I got pulled over a couple of weeks ago. I had to go to uh, uh, Washington State. Okay. Coming off of a mountain pass, and I was 80 plus. And it was like one of those things you're just driving. You've been on the road for 12 hours, and all of a sudden it's like, oh crap. <laughs> and you slow down. Yep. And then all of a sudden you're like, you see out of the medium, right up on behind me, and they just wait. And then it's like another two miles. I'm like, where are the lights? Yep. Where are the lights? <laughs> yeah. Just pull me over. I know I was speeding. <laughs> pull me over. We got to let the antici- anticipation build. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It was great. It's yeah. psychological. So, uh, but it, that was, that was an easy one. Um, uh, I've been pulled over driving because my wife in the passenger seat had no seatbelt. Oh, yep. So I find nice. that more amusing. Yeah. Hey man, you just got to watch it. So, but yeah, but, uh, yeah, usually there's, uh, I think there's that, there's an anxiety. There, there is an anxiety whenever you see, hey, sure. even when I'm not doing anything wrong, going down the boulevard, oh, he's behind me, slow down. You got to check everything. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Hide well, the aspirin. <laughs> well, that's great because uh, this is our podcast. This is our first one. We're excited to be here. And we are going to talk about throughout the, the length of these podcasts, we're going to talk about everything firearms related. Uh, with me today is Officer Ken Thompson. And we decided that we would kind of touch base. Utah uh, changes their laws on a regular basis, it seems like, especially with concealed carry. Lately, uh, recently, uh, we've, we're going to implement some new changes to our law. And so I want to talk a little bit of, more about the laws that are out there and, and kind of what, what you deal with on a regular basis. Okay. Yep. Let's do it. To get this started, I want to paint a picture real quick. I want to go through a scenario. Again, let's say that I am in my office and I get a, a get a text, uh, from my significant other. And it's like, Hey, uh, the text is like, Hey, I've, I've been, uh, looking at some questionable websites. You need to come home now because it's going to get freaky. Right. And so I just leave my, I leave my office and I'm cruising through town, uh, you know, at a higher rate of speed and you see me and you pull me over. I got two questions for you. Okay. One, if I tell you that story and like, Hey, this is why I'm speeding guy to guy. Am I going to get out of a ticket? Depends on how fast you were going. <laughs> That's a good answer. But I mean, it's kind if of you're co- going hundred miles an hour, you're not going to probably get not, ticket. probably not. But, but it, but it serves a purpose to say, this is why I'm speeding though. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's Absolutely. Probably, probably never going to happen. Say, that was a Charles Barkley story. What? I don't, what? Have, have you heard that story? Charles Barkley, when he's living, I think when he's living in uh, Arizona, he got pulled over and he gave the excuse, I'm running late for a, engagement? an appointment, an engagement. <laughs> See, it happens. <laughs> and and the cops still wrote him up for a ticket. Yeah, yeah, it happens. So then, then that was now public record. Yeah, breaking the laws, breaking the <laughs> public record. And you got to watch out for that. Okay, so uh, let's let's say that uh, you pull me over. And I want to talk a little bit more. This, this conversation comes up all the time when we teach our concealed carry lo- uh, class here in the Utah. Okay. 
if I if I've got a concealed carry and it's in my car, the one question I want to ask you, we can elaborate on that. By law, if I get pulled over, do I need to let you as an officer know that I have a firearm in the car? Um, by law, no. Okay. Currently in Utah, there is not a law that says you have to inform a police officer that you have a concealed firearm. Okay. And uh, so, unless you ask, right? If you ask, then yep. If you ask, but if you if you come up to the the window and you're like, "Hey, this is why I stopped you," whatever whatever approach you use, if you don't ask me, I'm I'm not legally by law. I'm not legally obliged to tell you that. No I have a weapon. In the no, by by not telling the officer, you're not violating any law. Okay. Uh, so that that leads us into another another question. So, if I'm carrying a firearm in my car. How should I be carrying that firearm? Like, let's say it's not on my person. On my person concealed, that that's probably a little bit different than in my car. Sometimes you probably know as well as anybody, sometimes when you're traveling the long distance or, or going someplace, uh, they can get uncomfortable if you're wearing yeah. them on your person. So a lot of people that I know will take them out and secure them some other way. Uh, is there a specific law that or a change in the law that has been more specific on how you should carry a firearm in your car that's not on your person. Well, uh, so by firearm, I'm assuming you're talking about handguns. Let's yeah, let's talk about handguns first. Okay. Absolutely. Handguns. Um, so so handguns are separated under the law um, from rifles and shotguns and muzzleloaders. Okay. Um, and those are never allowed to be loaded at all. Um, and no, there's not anywhere in the law that I can find that says a firearm has to be securely encased which is a change that is something I don't, I don't know specifically when it changed. Okay. Um, but there used to be a law that said a firearm must be securely encased. Um, but I have not been able to find that when I was reviewing the laws this morning. Okay. Um, but, um, a handgun, if you have a concealed carry permit and I understand that the law is changing May 5th, no concealed permits required. So let's just say without a concealed permit. Okay. Um, if you don't have it in a holster on your hip, you know, however else you carry it, um, there's nothing specific that says it has to be concealed. You don't have to put it in the glove box. You don't have to put it under the seat um, where it can't be seen. Okay, so if I understand that right. So if I, if I get into my vehicle and as a civilian, I'm just driving down the road and it gets uncomfortable and I, and I pull the firearm out, um, can I, can I lay it on, this question comes up a lot in the concealed carry class, so this is why I'm asking this question. Uh, can I just put it on the seat next to me, a, yep. a pistol firearm? Yep. Okay. It does not have to be concealed from you. At all? Nope. Okay. Um, and, and we can go over down the road, we'll go over different carry, like why that's probably not a good idea as far as carrying a firearm. Um, as far as safety goes, but right now we just want to talk about legal stuff. So a okay. lot of, uh, in the classes that I teach, I get a lot of like almost 50, 50 split. Like there's people in the class that'll say, if it's not in the law, I don't have to abide by it. Right. And then there's the other, uh, the other group of people that in the class that are like, Hey, look, if I'm getting pulled over, uh, I kind of want to know what to expect from, um, from law enforcement because right they're carrying a firearm and for a lot of people that's a huge deal especially nowadays when people come into class that are first-time carriers like they, this is the first time they're going to carry a firearm uh and so it kind of freaks them out a little bit right mm -hmm. we talked about uh producer sean how he was nervous uh getting pulled over i mean it's it's amps that nervousness up even more so when you carry a firearm 
So what I guess the question I want to get to is what should somebody expect from law enforcement when they approach the vehicle um, as far as carrying a weapon? What would you like to see as, well, when you pull, pull me uh, over? So, so you mentioned that, you know, some people are very by the book, by the law. If I don't have to inform a police officer, I'm not going to. Right. Um, and I can just say as a police officer, I appreciate being informed. Okay. Um, and when I'm, when I'm off duty, whether I'm carrying with my concealed carry permit or, um, as you know, off duty law enforcement, when I get pulled over, I inform the officer because I know how much that I appreciate it. Um, and the reason being one, if you're telling the police officer, you have a weapon, chances are you're in lawful possession of that weapon. Okay. Uh, you're not a restricted person. You're not, you know, a fleeing criminal, anything like that. Cause I've never arrested a criminal with a firearm that says, Hey, I've got a gun by the way, just so you know. <laughs> Um, it's not common practice no, for them. No, to, it's not common practice. That information. No, no, and they never tell you they have drugs either. So, <laughs> of course not. Uh, of course not. But I know I appreciate being told that there's a firearm, um, and a lot of the other officers that I work with and that I know also appreciate it. Um, as far as what what I would like to see on a stop, first of all, I'd like to be informed okay. um, of the firearm, even though it's not a law. I still appreciate being told about it. Um, on approaching the vehicle, minimal movement. <laughs> okay. So what's called furtive movement, what we call furtive movement. Okay. You know, when we're, we're walking up to a vehicle, people reaching under the seat or, you know, looks like they're trying to conceal something or something that gets our, our, you know, suspicions heightened, uh, that something may be going on. Um, okay. when we get to the vehicle, we like to see hands, Okay. whether they're on your lap, on the steering wheel, you know, on the door, um, just somewhere where they're visible. Okay. And, and that's for, you know, all the passengers, you know, I understand, you know, little kids and stuff, but you know, adult passengers, you know, I just like to see hands on laps or something like that where I can. Okay. So that's two things that uh, I think a lot of people probably wouldn't think things through until they're in that predicament. Like mm -hmm. me as a driver, I wouldn't think my movements would cause concern for the officer. Right. So if I'm, if I'm moving around inside the car or I'm, I'm, underneath the seat. But also I would have never, uh, as a, as a civilian, I probably wouldn't have ever thought of other people in the car as well. So if I'm, if I've got a passenger and they're moving around they're in the jockey box or they're underneath the seat, then that, that would raise a, an eyebrow for you as well. And it's a, a traffic stop is one of the most dangerous things police officers do. Okay. Um, everything, everything is unknown, right? We don't know who's in the car. We don't know, um, you know, if the car is stolen, a lot of times we okay. don't know if the person in there is fleeing from justice. We just don't know. All we know for sure is that person was speeding around a stop sign or, you know, whatever It is really one of the most dangerous things that we do. So you don't know if they're just trying to get home really fast so they can get a little. Yep. Okay. All right. So but that brings up, that brings up a, a, another question that, um, a lot of people ask in the concealed carry class, do officers know beforehand if somebody has a permit to carry a firearm? Uh, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Um, it kind of depends on how busy the dispatch center is and which dispatch center or which dispatcher is working. Um, sometimes when, you know, when we stop a vehicle, we always give the license plate uh, to the dispatcher. And sometimes the dispatcher will run the registered owners mm -hmm. immediately. And of course, your um, concealed carry permit is tied to your driver's license. Okay. And so the dispatcher will say, hey, just FYI, the registered owner has a concealed firearm permit. 
Okay, that's that's good to know. So, like, let's let's say that my son's got my truck. He's seventeen, mm-hmm. and he gets pulled over. Um, then and you run that, then that's going to come back to me. I have a permit. Yep. And he doesn't. So you're going to know that that, yep. that somebody associated with that vehicle has a permit. Yeah. The registered owner of the vehicle has a permit. Okay. Uh, we had somebody just uh, popped in on our social media and asked the question: If the officer asks if you have a firearm, must you tell them? We've already. We kind of talked yeah. about that earlier, so let's let's re- reiterate and that. So, and and it's just, I mean, it's really just a good idea. Um, if if I approach a vehicle and you know you don't tell me that you have a firearm, and I ask to see your driver's license, and you reach around to your back pocket, right. and I see you know the butt of a revolver, or handgun, automatically I'm like, this guy's going to shoot me. He's reaching for the gun. Right. You're you going to treat that accordingly. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's just a good idea altogether, you know, and Utah being here, being here in Utah, <laughs> we're very lucky to be a pro 2A state. Right. Um, so, the, you know, and 99% of the officers are pro 2A. They, they get it. Yeah. You know, we appreciate the, the rights that we have. So we're not, you know, anti-gun in any way, shape or form. Right. It is just, I mean, in my opinion, it's just common courtesy. Right. You know, and I think that's huge right there. You, you need to kind of take it me as a civilian. If I'm getting pulled over, I, I should take into the account that uh, the courts have come out and said that a, an officer is OK to feel safe at a stop. And we should treat that the way that yep. it is. And and if you know, like that situation I described, if if you're reaching for a license, you haven't told me that you have a firearm and I see one, you're probably going to be removed from the vehicle and you know, until we get st- things figured out. Perfect. That's a beautiful segue. Cause that was my next question. Uh, when it, during the concealed carry class I teach, uh, and I think a lot of, um, instructors teach the same thing, uh, that the person with the permit is responsible for their firearm at all times, all times. Yep. No ifs, ands, or buts. You're yep. responsible for your firearm. So if an officer, uh, you as an officer feel a little weird about the stop, maybe something's not sitting right with you. Um, does an officer or can an officer ask for your firearm? And is that a good idea? Uh, That's kind of a uh, of question. Course, off you know, an officer can. I never have. Okay. Um, but, you know, we can go back to what we talked about, the furtive movement and stuff mm-hmm. like that and getting our suspicions, you know, a little more amped up. Um, so an officer can move people from the vehicle. Perfect. In order to feel safe. And that's all occupants. Yep. Okay, it's so not, everybody in the car. Yeah, it's not just the so. driver. And, you know, if there's a lot of movement going on and a lot of, you know, other suspicious stuff going on, someone's probably getting pulled out of the vehicle. Perfect. You know, and, and when I say pulled out of the vehicle, I'm not saying we're <laughs> yanking you through the driver's window. You're not going to drag them through the window. You know, hey, hey, sir, would you please step out of the vehicle? Okay. Me? And that's good because that's, um, that's good that we covered that because that, that does come up sometimes. Like, we'll explain in our concealed carry class that. Uh, it's okay for an officer to feel safe at a stop if he removes you. Me personally, I would feel if if you're uncomfortable at the stop, I don't want somebody that I don't know, even if it is an officer, taking my firearm, right? I'm responsible yep. for that firearm. So I would feel better if you pulled me out of the vehicle to where everybody was safe. And a lot of people, surprisingly, in the concealed carry class, they hadn't thought about that. Even if it's somebody else, a passenger in the car that maybe makes the officer feel unsafe, uh, it kind of it kind of offends them. They're like, "Why am I being pulled out of this mm-hmm. this vehicle? I didn't do anything wrong." But I think it's more officer safety than anything. It is. And if you, when an officer approaches your vehicle, if you tell an officer, "Hey, 
I have a concealed firearm, it's a, you know, handgun, it's on my right hip or it's under the seat or wherever, okay. you know, those suspicions come down. When we see a firearm not being told about it, you know, we're, we're starting to get a little more suspicious. Okay. Yeah. What if I have a gun I'm not supposed to have and I tell you that I have the gun? Well, <laughs> you're not supposed I to mean, have it because why? Because you're a restricted person? No, no, I just have a say. I just have a gun. I don't have a permit or anything. Okay. And you pull me over, and I say, "Oh, by the way, um, I have a pew pew thing next to me." Well, so May fifth, <laughs> you don't need a permit. Okay. All right. Well, there's that. That the, the bill has been signed by uh, Governor Cox already, and it goes into effect. Is it May fifth? Yep, I believe I it's please. May fifth. So, you don't need a permit starting May fifth. Um, but that still. Um, Loaded firearms does not apply to rifles, shotguns, or muzzleloaders. And that is, I believe the intent of the law on that is um, for hunting, people shooting from vehicles while hunting. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's good. And I want to, I don't know, Sean, is that a technical firearms terminology, a pew-pew thing? Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's a technical thing. Yeah, <laughs> is that, yeah. Is that where that comes from? I think it's industry accepted now. <laughs> I think it's it been is. used yeah. a lot. Because, I think, because I you think have people right. that, you know, because you're saying those who are usually uh, with permitted, they're going to be they're the responsible ones are willing to say yes i have a firearm you have people who are hiding firearms for probably nefarious reasons and whatnot and if i have something i shouldn't have I'm, I'm, am i going to assume hey i probably shouldn't have this but i should probably tell you i have it so that things don't go completely left in this situation yeah and you know opening that law changing really opens up a lot because you just you don't need a concealed permit so anybody can carry a concealed loaded handgun, you know, in their vehicle with them. And and with that law opening up, I think it even gives more bite, I guess, to the idea that it's just a safe thing to just let the law, the officer know that you have a yep. weapon in the in the car. Yep. At all times. Yeah, and I know we were talking before. Mm -hmm. You know, some states actually have that in the law that you're required to inform an officer immediately. Right. And I I hope that Utah does that at some point. Sure. I'd like to see that. Yeah. So you, you mentioned it a couple of times um, about other firearms. So let's just touch base on that. I know we're kind of springing this one out real quick, but uh, rifles. So I get a, a lot of questions as well in the concealed carry class about um, more specifically AR-15s. Like they're like, well, it's an extension of my home, so I can have a loaded AR-15 uh, on the seat next to me as I'm cruising through Hurricane Boulevard. Under Utah law, you cannot. Cool. You cannot have a loaded rifle, a loaded shotgun, um, or a loaded muzzle loader. Wow. Muzzle loader, just, uh, I get that, but. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah. If you've ever loaded a muzzle loader, it's, it's not very tactical <laughs> no, at all. No, no. But it's, but it's awesome. So, uh, yeah, we're kind of, we're kind of rounding down a little bit. So I want to ask you, what is, like you, you've pulled over a few people what is the weirdest or the funniest excuse somebody's given you for speeding outside of my excuse of going to <laughs> get a little i had a uh gentleman to have his wife fake being in labor <laughs> really yep said so they were rushing to the hospital because she was in labor and uh, it was obvious to me that she was just faking but <laughs> How do you fake that? I, you know, she was. Can you demonstrate breathing, breathing heavily and you know trying yeah. to act stressed? But so, so I have several do? children of my own. I've seen a woman in labor. <laughs> um, it was obvious that she was faking, and I said, "I'm not buying it." 
and she reached over and slapped her husband and said, I told you. Really? Yeah. She she called him oh, out? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She oh. dimed him out. Did he get a ticket? Oh, yeah. He, he got ticket? a ticket. <laughs> a big one for yeah. lying? <laughs> <laughs> Just for the speeding. So I wonder in that situation, I wonder what was uh, more like more of a problem for him, the ticket or the fact that his wife was probably pretty mad for a while about that. <laughs> She's probably pretty embarrassed. Probably both. Probably. I mean, they probably just compounded <laughs> one with the other. You got a ticket and now his wife's mad. Awesome. So we've gone over a lot of stuff. <laughs> we've gone over a lot of stuff today. Uh, we talked about uh, what, uh, like carrying inside the car and, and things like that. Uh, is there anything that we're missing as far as the law goes that, that maybe you've researched recently on as far as that stuff goes? Um, well, so I encourage anybody who is going to um, carry concealed firearm under this new law, whether you're going to get a permit or not, mm -hmm. um, to familiarize yourself with firearms. Oh, perfect. And the law. Um, Utah's uh, firearms laws are under uh, code 7610. Okay. 500, all the laws under the 500 have to deal with firearms. Okay. Um, there's laws in there about carrying concealed, carrying in vehicles, um, rifles, handguns, what is deemed loaded and not. Okay. Um, and everybody needs to familiarize yourself with the, the laws. Um, saying you didn't know the law is not an excuse. Okay. Um, no matter what the law is, whether it's a traffic law or a criminal law, um, citizens are required to know the law. And they Perfect. get updated every year. So they're pretty, the laws are pretty easy to access. I mean, I know you've, uh, law enforcement officers have the big book. I call it the big yeah. book. It's the code book that you have in your, in your vehicles. And there for a while, a lot of people were like, well, we don't have access to that book, but now it's all online. It's pretty easy. It like is. you said, it's just get online and, and figure it out. Yeah. If you, if somebody got online on Google and typed in Utah law, 7610500, okay. it's going to list all the, the firearms laws in Utah. They're very easy to look through. Perfect. That is awesome, man. I'm, I'm really glad you came out here. I hope Me we too. can do this again. This is a lot of fun. Um, it was really fun. Thanks for the invite. You bet. So as we're wrapping up, just remember, uh, check us out for more podcasts that we're going to have on a regular basis. We're hopefully going to be able to get into more of the laws in Utah. I should have made that known probably first off. This is Utah law. So some people who may be listening to this who are, are not in Utah, your laws are different. Uh, it's your responsibility, just what we talked about, on knowing your laws in in your state. And, and they're all different. All the states are different. Right. Little tweaks here and there that make them different yeah. are important to know. Yeah, I know I know that that can happen a lot. Uh, so we get a lot of people that take a, or that used to take a Arizona non-resident permit so they could carry in Nevada. And uh, the laws were pretty much the same, but there's these little things that tweak. So yep. it's, it's good that you get out there and do that. So, and as always... We want to leave with firearm safety just because that is, that's key. If you're going to be out on the range and you're going to be out uh, doing something you love as far as uh, firearms, please uh, remember the firearm safety rules and keep those in mind. And uh, if uh, one of the big pushes that we're going to try to do on these is uh, suicide prevention awareness. So be aware of that if anybody that you know is in a crisis and in any way that uh, uh, please remember to lock up your firearms and, and get them uh, the help that they may need. So I think that's important. We talked a little bit about that as far as first responders go yep. and, and uh, how that's a growing, a growing issue with first responders and suicide. So uh, take that into consideration. Anything else you want to add before we call it a day? 
no, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, I think we went over some great information. Um, and like you said, just in the last, keep your firearms locked up. Cool. Keep them out of the hands of kids and people that don't need them. Awesome. Sean, anything you want to add? Uh, so, so bottom line, if I have a gun in the car and I get pulled over, it's probably wise to say, oh, hey, I have a gun in the car. Yes. You say it as, exactly. That's probably, probably the first thing. Not why you pulled me over, but yep. hey, uh, FYI, <laughs> there's a Uzi in the back seat. Yep. <laughs> I, have a, I have a big gun that holds a lot of bullets. Hands, hands on the steering wheel. I have a firearm in the vehicle. It is wherever. Under the seat, on my hip, wherever. And then from there, it, it should go smoothly. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Absolutely. And, and and really, Sean, you should just stop speeding. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. It's just, I think you know, that's on, another honestly, podcast. You know what? I got pulled over. <laughs> you know what I did? I, I did the same. I did that. I had the hands on the wheel. I actually rolled down all my windows, including my back window when I got pulled over. Sat there. And then he came over. He had some questions about my license plate. And after a couple minutes, checked all the paperwork and said, thanks. Awesome. Go. Hey, check us out again. Check us out. We're on all social media. Thanks for tuning in. It's Rowdy's Gun Podcast. You've been listening to Rowdy's Gun Podcast. Brought to you by SweatSprings.com. And Rowdy reminds you, if you or anyone you know is having a mental crisis, please lock up your firearm and contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. 1-800-273-8255. Like, follow, and share on all social media and podcast platforms. And until next time, this is Rowdy's Gun Podcast. This has been a production from a podcast studio.